Yeah. Good morning and welcome to the Lardis Podcast. And uh, we are here today with our studio as our co-host. Heyo. And the amazing, majestic, and very colorful Ashley Wright. Hey. hey. <laughs> Let me do and, a round of applause. Yes, yeah, round of applause. And uh, I am your host, Mr. David Ronald. You are listening to the LA Artist Podcast, where we chat with local artists about their works, styles, what influenced them to start their artist journey, and more. Subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. And to see bonus content, check out our website on the description below. This podcast is produced by Lorano Gallery, an LA-based gallery and studio space dedicated to showcase work from upcoming artists, as well as provide space for art shows, workshops, photo and film production. Feel free to check out the gallery at lorranogallery.com. Uh, Freshy fresh and the fresh my crew. <laughs> it, it should be on camera, I believe. But, uh, but yeah, welcome to the Lardis Podcast. It's nice to have you here. Hopefully the traffic wasn't too bad coming from uh, Redlands, which is, you're, you're the second person coming from that area. We had uh, Miranda here oh, heck yeah. uh, a, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's right. Or a love couple Miranda. of episodes in the future. Or a couple of episodes. Yeah, I don't know. We, we might, Whatever you listen to this. Yeah, we, we might flip <laughs> them back and forth. What is the past and present <laughs> at this point? Depending on how people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we make of it. But uh, uh, welcome, welcome. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, and again, you, you are looking majestic with all the different colors that match your painting and your painting style very, very well. <laughs> Thank you. I, I got to bring a little bit of my own personality into my aesthetic. If you're going to wake up every day and have this avatar body, why why wear something boring or something that everyone else has to wear? Every hey. Like me with my gray tones as well. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just like to have fun with it. You can uh, put on some fun colors. I do go. it for the kids, and I yes. do it for myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and we see it a lot on your art. That, that's one of the things that did, uh, I feel like that attracted us to your art, your, your art style. It's very vibrant, very colorful, mm -hmm. and very thick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. L she like, is thick. Two, two Cs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two Cs, three Cs, four Cs. <laughs> it is really, really thick, um, and I love it. Yeah, and, and what what got you into that style? Like, is what what made you just go splat onto the painting? You know, it's kind of funny because I I watched a lot of Bob Ross in college. Um, it was kind of like a way for me to fall asleep in college. I had a lot of problems with like anxiety and depression. So I put on Bob Ross, his soothing voice would get me to go mm -hmm. to sleep or my friends would watch it. We'd be anxious. And I loved his <laughs> technique of using thicker than normal paint onto his paintings, especially when he did his mountains yes. or anything like that. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder if I can do that. You know, and when I started developing my own paint style, I just started playing around with it. And this is before I even had a gel medium. I would just layer acrylic paint just straight out of the tube, just layer it on. And it created sort of a texture. And I was like, hmm, how do I enhance this? And I had to dig a little bit deeper into myself and the Internet to figure out what can I add to paint to make it thick, to play with it. Because I saw other artists on like Instagram and different platforms playing around with it. Um, and it's usually a technique called impasto mm -hmm. where you're, you're layering paint with knives. And I saw somebody use a gel medium and I was like, okay, cool. So I get a big tub of this frosted stuff. It looks <laughs> like frosting you put on a cake. I, mm -hmm. I literally, every mm -hmm. time it takes like five of my brain cells to keep me from doing it. And you mix it together with the paint and you, you slap it on there and it creates a whole different world. You can really play around with it. And there's just something about making something that's 2D work to three-dimensional. Yes. You know? 
And and with that uh, gel medium, was there like uh, specific techniques that you use? Like, do you have to use uh, like palette knives or do you still use brushes? Yeah, so I actually do use palette knives. Palette knives are the number one thing I use. I actually use just two of them. I use, there's one that has a really long flat end. Um, it kind of has an oval shape at the end. And I have one that looks like a, like a scraper. It literally looks like you can scrape some <laughs> toenail junk out or something. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I basically use that in different layers. So I'll start with like a base layer and I'll use my little ovally shaped palette knife and layer it down. It's very intuitive. I dissociate a lot. And when I dissociate, especially out in nature, out in environments, I really start honing in on textures. Like I'll just completely zone out and all of a sudden I can see every depth of texture in a mountain or a rock. And I try to emulate that through my own texture. Um, and to do that, I think having a more intuitive approach works for me rather than having, okay, I gotta do this, 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 and this. Because each time it's gonna come out just a little bit different. Um, there is no perfection in building a landscape or a mountain or a natural environment. There are so many imperfections. So I think it just lends its hand to that in that way. Yeah. And I even feel like that statement that so many imperfections in, in nature is like nature is perfectly imperfect because mm -hmm. like a, a branch won't uh, branch out the same way on every single limb of its you know, of the tree and exactly. every tree won't do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still perfect. Yeah, it still seems perfect. And I think we as artists sometimes get caught up in the, oh, this perspective has to look like this. This depth line has to look like this. Um, these trees need to be this proportionate to this. And it's like sometimes, you know, what, just <laughs> let go. Mm -hmm. See what inner world comes out in you. And that's kind of like the basis for my art is showing my inner world, my dissociation, my happy place, the place that kept me safe, showing that to other people. You don't need to be perfect in art. I, I took one class and I was like, no, I don't want to listen to you. And... <laughs> <laughs> and here I am now, you know? Yeah. So it's constantly finding what is you and what's your art. And people will appreciate that more than you trying to adhere to a certain standard in art. Yeah. Speaking of schooling. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm good at uh, segues, yes. as you can tell. Yes. Uh, uh, nice and subtle. Uh, not, uh, definitely nice. And, yeah. Kind of like the, the thick paint. Nice and subtle. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't feel the textures. Um uh, on your website, you had mentioned that uh, you had a BA in music. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, you, you just mentioned that you had a, a single art class that you didn't really enjoy. Um, did, uh, like, does music play a, a lot in your art? You would think it's kind of an interesting way because I, I was brought up as a classical musician. So Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. But when it comes to my art, I do listen to quite a bit of music while I'm painting and while I'm dissociating and checking out. Um, and a lot of that music has seriously influenced visually what I see in my art. Um, I listen to a lot of city pop, retro wave, vapor wave, stuff that really kind of takes me out of my own personal reality. Mm. Um, and that allows me to connect deeper with the worlds that I create because it, it meshes in with the colors. It feels so alive. It's nostalgic. It's something we crave deep down. And and even for that, for uh, those types of music, most of them, they're just instrumentals. Mm -hmm. uh, do you go specifically for instrumental music? I know classical music, most mm -hmm. of it is instrumental un until you go to like 
operas and plays and whatnot? Yeah, I tend to lean away from anything that has lyricism while I'm working. Um, I've even had, you know, I've had a business mentor tell me, hey, maybe you should listen to a podcast about, you know, mindset and stuff while you're working on paintings. And I was like, no, that's really my time <laughs> to like focus on my creativity and whatever I need to facilitate for that to happen is what it's going to be. And for me, that means, you know, music that's very repetitive in motion and harmonies and melodies that kind of take me out of reality. You know, I need to enter that flow state for everything to work. Yeah. So you're not going to listen to our podcast while you're painting? Okay, I got it. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> no, but, but I do like that. Yeah, because I feel like uh, with lyrics, they're specific. You mm -hmm. know, uh, words have specific meanings versus yeah. music. You can interpret it a little bit differently, whether it be the way something sounds or even just if you have a, a subwoofer, like how the vibration of the yeah. music feels. Yeah, I can really influence your mind. Um, and I'm really careful about the music I listen to, um, especially if you're somebody that deals with anxiety or depression. Depending on what music you listen to, it can influence your mindset. If you're somebody that likes to listen to a lot of sad music every single day in and day out, that's not going to really help with your mindset. Yeah, you're you're going to you know, obviously be sad. You're going to get continue to yeah. revel in that sadness. So, you know, something like my city pop vaporwave music, oh my gosh, it's just so <laughs> happy. It takes me back to my childhood, makes me feel very alive and very playful, which I think is really a key to art. You need to stay playful in it. Yes. Yeah, and with that, uh, obviously we talked about how music influences uh, the way you feel as you're painting. Was, were there any other influences? Uh, you mentioned Bob Ross was a big influence on the <laughs> fall paintings to fall to asleep to. Um, <laughs> if Bob Ross had synthwave music in the background, you would have been paying oh, more attention. Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. I would sit there and watch and be like, we'd all sit there, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd spark a joint. We'd sit there and go, Oh, did you see that? That's a tree. Like, out of nowhere. But, I mean, his art had some influence in my own personal style, but my, my favorite artist period is Roshi Nagai. I love his works. Um, and he was really popular during the Japanese city pop phase in, like, the 80s. And his work, you can see some elements of it in my own work, especially with the city designs, the very flat-looking landscapes, very graphical mm. art. But I decided let's let's do some other techniques in here, some other <laughs> things that kind of throw people off. I don't want to have that one specific style where you can say, oh, all the brush strokes are the same, all the lines are the same, it all looks uniform. No, I kind of want to throw a curveball out there. I can do that, yeah. And then we'll link uh, uh, some references to the artist. That way, uh, you guys can check it out as well and be inspired by uh, by them as well. And uh, were there any other artists that, that you can think of? Those were the biggest two because if anything, a lot of my inspiration comes from myself. Um, I don't. I do love getting inspired by other people's work, but I feel like I'm going to find more of myself if I look deeper inside of me, um, rather than constantly looking and comparing myself to other artwork. Yeah. I like that. I like I like that philosophy, because again, yeah, you can be influenced by others, mm -hmm. and, and kind of like what we mentioned with lyrics in songs visually if somebody does something you're like i can do that and then subconsciously you're like secretly doing it without knowing right and so how does that workflow work like what do you usually do to get into the piece like to to get inspired by yourself or Usually a lot of my inspiration comes from my lived life, my lived experience. How am I processing pain, happiness, sadness, 
anything that comes in between. What am I doing with my friends? Am I seeking love and friendship out there? Am I having good memories? Am I having good moments? Do I remember the sunset the way it looked the other day? So it comes from those personal, just day-to-day trying to be present with myself. Um, And the more present I am with myself and I am happy with myself, the more inclined I am to release all of that pain through my artwork. Um, Because it's never a set like, oh, you know, it's my time to paint right now. I have my set schedule in the day, blah, blah, blah. It really comes to me through my experiences and how I'm feeling. Um, And I think that's what lends it to being mental health art. I like that. Yeah. So obviously, so you you just mentioned you don't have a, a set schedule but do you paint on a like a regular basis on a, or do you just paint when you're inspired or it's something I'm trying to work on because as an artist, we do need to practice our skills mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so it's something I'm actively trying to work on is to be more consistent in my painting, especially as I grow my career as an artist, as galleries want, you know, a certain amount of paintings in stock for you. Um, but it's also dealing with my mental health on the side in the same thing, because complex PTSD is not easy to deal with. It's very difficult to deal with. And I have to balance that very precariously and carefully. So as to, I don't get sick, I don't fall and crumble again, because I've been hospitalized many, many times for just pushing myself a little Mm -hmm. too far. Um, and so it's still learning that balance. Okay. Feeling inspired, but not really feeling it right now but not being able to push myself a little farther and learning those responses back and forth. And that's hard. That takes years to learn that a hundred percent. And so I can't just be super harsh on myself about it either. It's just kind of go with the flow. Let's take one day at a time. Yeah. I I feel like uh, as artists, we should always have that balance Mm -hmm. that uh, it's like, yes, we have a deadline. We have a show coming up. We, the gallery wants X amount, but at the same time, like, chill yeah (laughs) live right be yourself get some food get some sunlight yeah go hang out with your friends go hang out with your friends yes (laughs) live life yeah so you can get inspired to create more because it can be it can be very isolating being an artist um and isolation is something i've always struggled with in jobs um i was previously a nanny before i started going into full-time painting and there's a certain isolation that comes with a job like that. You're in somebody's house all day alone with a child who can't speak on the same level as you. Yeah. And then I transitioned into full-time art, and here I am at home alone, and there's nobody to talk to. With your painting that with your can't painting. speak in the same level as you. Yeah, and your painting can't speak back to you. And while <laughs> I love alone time, and I love that time to create, I am definitely somebody who does better with other people around. I love the sense of community. I love a sense of environment. I love having people around the house. It makes me feel more active as well otherwise i just feel like a depressed sad artist in my room and i'm like yeah i can paint or i can call my friends and go go somewhere you know yeah. i i can't deal with isolation as an artist it's super can, hard yeah <laughs> i feel like that's that's a lot of artists and, yeah and that's one of the reasons why uh we wanted to put this podcast together to be able to bring that to light like mm-hmm. tell other artists like it's okay to feel lonely mm-hmm. But you have to make sure that you're able to just, okay, get out of that. Call your friends. Mm-hmm. Go outside. Yeah. Do take something a little break. more. Take a little right. break. It's okay to take breaks. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to paint for six hours straight. You can paint something, let it dry, check your phone and go for a walk. Like, yeah. I assure you it will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, an artist wanted to be an artist because they didn't want a nine to five job. Right, right. <laughs> we want the ability to go to Ralph's at 10 in the morning. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> 
or at midnight because yeah. they, they do uh, stay open till like one in the morning for the most part. So I was like, yeah. But but it's so necessary to step away from your paintings as well because mm -hmm. sometimes you get too stuck on your painting and then it just starts feeling flat or uninspired. So you're like, yeah. you know what? I need to take a break from this. It could be a couple of days. It could be a couple of hours. Yep. Just go do something different. Yeah. Chill. And then and then come back. Yeah. Come back later. Art is your career. You know, it's something you love to do. But even people who have careers, they don't do their careers yeah. eight, 24 hours a day. Take, you know, yeah. you're allowed take, to have other hobbies. Take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> take a, <laughs> take a three hour vacation yeah. from your painting. Yeah. And then, and then come back. And, and even <laughs> just saying that it's like, I am not going to paint this weekend because I'm going to take it for myself. Yeah. It's going to mm -hmm. be my vacation this weekend. Yeah. And uh, kind of like forcing yourself to be like, okay, I've been in a rut for two weeks. Right. I need a break. I need an actual vacation. Yeah. E even though uh, everyone else thinks like, oh, artists are always on vacation. Like, no, no. we struggle with work ethics. We, we struggle with time. We struggle mm -hmm. with, you know, with just dealing with having to do it. So it's like, it's okay I, to take I, a vacation. I, 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 yeah. guess, I guess that's why people like a lot of non-artist people that have their nine to five job, they see an artist not working they're like oh what do you do it's like oh i'm an artist it's like why don't you get a real job it's like it's a real job yeah, it is it's like then why job. aren't you working right now it's like i'm taking a break, I'm taking a break. <laughs> well, they get yeah. they get they get jealous because they can't take a break yeah it's a lot different and as, yes as somebody who's held a lot of nine to five jobs i was even a teacher at one point you know like mm. i had no wiggle room in my nine to five my set period of time mm -hmm. that i needed to be at work to go oh i can go run an errand no no no, no i can't mm -hmm. i can't finish this painting or send an email to a gallery or this or that you know mm -hmm. it, it was there is no balance so it can be frustrating um and i see the same frustration just it, towards people who work from home in general because you know you see all these videos of work from home people and they're like chilling in their yeah. jammies and blah 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 <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I think everyone deserves some sort of flexibility in that regard. And I don't think we should punish somebody or put them down. It's like, oh, you're not, you don't have a real job. That, well, it is a real job. I just got yeah. my paycheck the other day for working one day and it made my entire month's rent. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just the a, way it is. A lot of people that are now working from home uh, because, because of COVID and all that. And now they're still working from home because mm -hmm. it's, it's better. They do, they get more work done yeah. when it's less stressful. Yeah, yeah, and they have more yeah. time to spend with their families yeah. or help with childcare. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's so useful. Yeah, it's and nothing even, to be ashamed of. And even employers are like, oh, you could either come back to the office or if you want to continue working from home, it's cool with us because, I mean, you're getting work done. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and even on top of that, on the business side, it's like, yeah, uh, we don't have to pay that much electricity on our building because mm -hmm. there's not people there. Right. <laughs> so it's like save money here and there and... Uh, and then obviously the workers at home can actually enjoy working a little bit better in the comfort of their own home. Yeah. So as artists, we've been working from home mm -hmm. even before it, it was, was a thing. Yeah, popular. Right? <laughs> before it was popular. Before it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. We've been doing it before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of cool things, uh, I, I do want to segue into a quick little rap, uh, rap, rapid A. Rapid I, I keep changing the name. <laughs> quick and A. Uh, a quick little quick the not so famous quick the not so famous quick it might become the rap because <laughs> I, I put rapid on my notes and i keep skipping the queue um but are you ready for the quick and a oh gosh these I'm are just remember these this will be graded these will be graded Don't by send it to my parents please it'll be graded by the <laughs> audience the, the audience members uh, feel free to let us know how she did 
Yeah, uh, write down on the comments below. Yeah, yeah. feel free to bully me. Yeah, <laughs> interact with us. <laughs> All yes. <these laughs> yes. I mean, no. I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, only uh, bully with uh, positive comments. Yes. yes. With positive love and affirmation. Yes. Thank yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so are, are you ready for this? Yes, let's do it. Let's are do you it. nervous? Um, you know, now that, that it's been hyped up as a graded thing, I am so <laughs> nervous. I am sweating. Good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's graded out of 76 Goldblums. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Goldblum, if you're listening, hi. How are I, you doing? It's the highest praise to have Jeff Goldblum. Gosh. <laughs> So here we go. The, the first couple questions are always standard questions. So oh, they're, they're very simple. Pen or pencil? Pen. Ballpoint or gel pen? Gel. Colorful or just standard blank? <laughs> Colorful. What's, what would be the favorite color? Um, orange. Orange? With, color. With, with sparkles and no sparkles? Oh, tons of sparkles. Are you kidding me? <laughs> extra, extra sparkles. Extra sparkles. Extra. Neon or non-neon? Neon. Ooh, I neon. wanted to go in the dark. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. That's how you do. Uh, favorite medium? Oh, that would be acrylic. Acryl Love acrylic. Yes. So fun to work with. Uh, have you ever used like oils or watercolors? I do do oil sometimes. I don't like how long it takes to dry. I don't like how toxic it is. As, or as how... Powerful. Yeah, how as thick how it is. thick you paint, it'll probably take a year. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. To dry, to fully dry. I think we have an artist friend that she also does um, some oils. Uh, she does you know thick paintings, and uh, she does them with oils. And yeah, oh. it takes like sometimes she takes them to gallery shows because you know it's her new stuff. They've been drying for like a few months, so it's, it's dry to the touch. But she, but she tells people like yeah it's still not fully dry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just that I had a show <laughs> yes uh, favorite shape circles circles mm -hmm. I can do that <laughs> <laughs> why, why you are you trying <laughs> that's how, that's how that's how much you like circles <laughs> circles <laughs> um uh, do you finish a sketchbook or do you just buy another one I've never had a sketchbook in my painting career. I did as a child, but I do not use sketchbooks anymore. So I'm as a child, so as a child, do you finish your sketchbook or do or you just you have your parents one? buy I'll, you another one? I'll draw on whatever's available. That was <laughs> oh, my nice. problem. Nice. Like, oh, look, a spare sheet of paper that was a bill. Mine. I'm going to draw a little <laughs> Nice. I can dig that. And speaking of bills, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite drink of choice while you're painting or, or while you're creating? Red Bull. Red Bull? Gosh, got to keep What flavor? Going. It's the pear one. The oh, pear so one? Oh, good. I haven't tried that one. Mm, try it. Ooh. It's delicious. Uh, Red Bull, please sponsor us. Thank you. <laughs> I recently, well, not recently, but a few months ago, tried the, uh, what was it? Um, it was, was it grapefruit? Ooh. Or no, no, dragon fruit. It was a green one. They had, oh, that was the Christmas one. I remember that one. It was they a green it one. For, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. We're, we're waiting for an Uber in downtown LA, and there are these two, these two ladies that, they had the the, the Red Bull the backpack, Red Bull backpack oh, just giving girls. just giving yeah. away just giving away Red Bull. That's my dream. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, it's like, like yeah, yes. I'll take one. Well, you know, you can flag down a Red Bull car, right? I've seen them yeah. on the road, and I'm like, I'm gonna. It's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> just, oh. just just drive in front of them, slow down until they <laughs> hey, stop. Hey, like, hey, 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 stop. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, uh, another question. That's again very, 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 very simple. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I don't do simple. Crayola or rose art? 
That's an offensive question. <laughs> That's an offensive question. <laughs> look, look, as a kid, I always loved looking at rose art. I was like, wow, this stuff is so colorful. No, it's Crayola. It, Crayola actually shows up on your coloring books. Rosar is so offensive. Like, if your grandparent got you that, you should be upset about that. And you can claim trauma for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was one of my favorite questions. Because like, if people know, they know. Yeah, yeah. If people know, they know. It's an experience all what if, little artists get. What if, like... For Halloween, instead of giving out candy, just give out like rose art yes, <laughs> as, as a prank. Yeah, yes, just, a... just rose art color. Is that worse than the dentist giving out apples and stuff and toothbrushes <laughs> instead okay, of candy? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Yeah. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Uh, sugar or no sugar? You know, it depends on the day. Because honestly, some Depends someday, on the Red Bull. <laughs> that feels just straight sugar that is just straight sugar but a coffee you know those mornings where you're like i just need something in my body to function yeah. mm -hmm. and you know what that dirt that brown bean coffee tastes so good mm -hmm. i can do mm -hmm. <laughs> um an another question that's also pretty cool uh paint standing up or sitting down Ooh. i one thing i hated the most when i took my art class was standing while painting. I will absolutely sit all day, every day, or even just sitting on the floor. Like I like to sit in weird positions as a, as a fellow neurodivergent. I just sit in weird kooky positions when I paint and I can't just stand there all nice. Like they wanted to meet me to in class. <laughs> I'd be like sitting on the stool and he'd be like, get up, get up, get up. And I'm like, no, my back hurts. <laughs> sit all day, every day, whatever's comfortable for you. Nice. I can do that. Uh, would you rather sell your art in person or online? In person, all day, every day, every time. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite things to do are my live shows or exhibits because then I get to talk to people. Yes. And that for me outweighs any money that is given to me in my art career because the connections I make with other people, the conversations I have, the talks about mental health, that takes the cake. That's what I'm here to do is yes. to communicate with other humans. And I feel like you can sell art easier when you have a connection with clients. Truly. Like they get to know a little bit more of the background. Like, yes, they can read your bio online, right. but, you know, depending on their mood, how they read it, it could be very flat. <laughs> it's a different perspective. It. It, it's a different yeah. perspective, yeah. No, I too prefer in person. It's way more fun. Fun. Way yeah, more like, fun. Let's go hang out and talk art. <laughs> yeah. You get to meet new artists. So fun. So cool. Uh, what was the transition for you? Uh, for your art to go from a hobby to a job or to a professional? I hated nine to five jobs. There was not a job out there that I wanted to do full time, period. Um, I was definitely the kind of person like I, I picked up a lot of odd jobs at certain points, working in fast food, maintenance, nannying, teaching, teaching. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> a right? technical word. That's right. Like, yeah. And I didn't like the lack of freedom. I didn't like having to communicate with terrible bosses or having to deal with someone else's problems. I wanted to be in charge of my own life. I wanted to take my own accountability. And I think that's the key to being an entrepreneur and an artist and whatnot. I wanted to be in charge of myself because as somebody who struggles with mental health, accountability is key. And it's so hard to keep yourself accountable when you're constantly working for somebody mm -hmm. else and your environment and your mindset is controlled by someone else. But mm -hmm. now I have the control. And I would consistently get sick in all my other jobs. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten sick as an artist. Ooh, all right. so. so, so that was that was a, you, you were like, 
taking the plunge yeah be a professional do it just do it i like that i like that and then one final question the color that you use the most in your art Ooh, that would it's either gonna be magenta or ultramarine blue those two are like my most used colors that i fly through i love pinks purples and blues i use them heavily but I also have like a couple other color palettes that I stick to, you know, um, not all my paintings follow the same color palette and they're very dependent on my moods because I feel like color can really influence your mood and certain colors mean different things to people or can influence it in different mm-hmm. ways. So definitely just by, based off of that, it'll probably be the blue and the magenta. Those are number one. Ooh, nice. I like how they reflect on your glasses. Your glasses yeah. are blue and magenta oh as God. well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It, yeah, it, it would have been awkward Ooh. if you would have said orange. Yeah, yeah, right. No. I like orange. I like yeah. the orange. No. <laughs> mm. But no, uh, yeah, thank you for participating in the Quick and A. I feel like uh, you got, I would say, a B. Oh, nice. Mm. Not nice. going to yeah. fail this quarter. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and again, for the audience members, feel free to let us know what you think. If you have any questions that you want to ask the audience members, wait a minute. Yes, ask, ask uh, yourself. If, if ask you want to ask yourself some more questions. Why are you asking us? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Ask yourselves questions and then, and then a fellow a fellow commenter peer will answer <laughs> your question. And we'll go from there. Yeah. But no, but uh, yeah, if you the thing in reverse of what I was trying to say, Willy Wonka style. Uh, if you want to ask any questions to our guests, put it in the comment below. We'll add it to our to our list, to our quick and a, to our quick and a. Yes, because we do have a lot I mean, if of we, if questions we like it, if we like that it. we get to pick and choose from. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for participating on that. Awesome. Hopefully, well, it wasn't my, my too stress stressful. Went down, yeah. You know, what would you grade yourself? Yeah. Where that you're the first person we ask. So you yeah. know, I wouldn't grade myself. Because um, I don't think every test deserves a grade. All right. Well, what what letter would you give yourself? Oh, I'd give myself a pass. No, what uh, letter? A P? A P? A P? A P for uh, pass? P, P for, for pass. pass. <laughs> P for pass. <laughs> as long as it's not a Z, I'll wait at the very end. <laughs> and uh, again, with that in mind, we're going to segue into a quick little ad break. So please enjoy the ad break. In the after show, who needs Spotify? Our Spotify. And welcome back to the reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, And yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the ad. It was it was kind of fun. It was it was bopping. It was bopping. Yes. And again, whatever it is that they do, it helps us out. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, one of the key things that, uh, we want to focus with the Lardis podcast, the, uh, LA artist podcast is the journey, the journey of the artist. Mm. Cause it is one thing, the, the technical, the fundamentals, the inspiration, but more the journey, the person. Mm-hmm. And, um, so from your career to now, where do you think you are in that journey? How far have you gone along or how far do you still have to go you know i'm i'm still so young i always have to remind myself that um as somebody you're, you're, you're 12 right yeah i'm totally i'm 12 years old i'm graduating <laughs> sixth grade next this year you know it's a good time <laughs> no but 
you know, I think almost being 30, you know, reaching my 30s, you you think you're supposed to have a lot figured out. You know, this is the struggle of people in their late 20s is having things figured out. Um, and so in my own artist journey, I have to remember, hey, you just started selling art like two years ago. Don't expect to have the most amazing full-time salary off your art right now. Don't expect that. Um, and don't try to put that pressure on yourself so fast and so hard because it will absolutely screw with your head. It has screwed with mine because there's a lot of times where I'm too hard on myself and I'm like, well, my art's great and it's selling, but why am I not here? Why am I not there yet? Blah, blah, blah. And you have to like kind of chill back and realize it's okay. I'm here. I'm where I need to be. If I keep making the progress like I do every single day, then I will get to where I need to be, but it's not gonna, I'm not gonna manifest it out of nowhere. It's gonna take some hard work. And so I definitely would consider myself still starting out new, you know, I'm still a new artist, you know, I'm definitely not established, but I see success coming. I like that. Yeah, cause it, you know, uh, we've talked about like balance mm-hmm. and being able to um, see yourself where you wanna be, but at the same time, Take your time. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that. Don't expect to be successful from overnight. Just, yeah. Uh, from, from, from the, the get-go. Get yeah, yeah, from the get-go. Yeah, it's uh, art is definitely not a sprint race for no. sure. And there's a lot of ups and downs, more so, I think, than in a normal entrepreneur business journey. You're, you're definitely going to notice those times where it's like, especially when you're starting out like, oh, I made a bunch of money in this month, but then I didn't make money for three or four months or th- this and that. So there's that ebb and flow. And that can scare a lot of people from wanting to become a full-time artist mm-hmm. because you don't know how, how do I generate more revenue? How do I prepare for these months when I'm not making as much? Where do I save my money at? And Man. that's that's a lot. And yeah. I have no financial skills whatsoever. I'll be honest. You know, I grew up extremely poor. So it was paycheck to paycheck. That's all I know. And growing out of that mindset, while it's still prevalent because that's just reality, I have to adopt some newer mindsets to help me with finances. And that's that's difficult, especially when you're still living in that paycheck to paycheck reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a constant war. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the business side of art, uh, I feel like isn't talked about to younger artists mm-hmm. as much the like again the paycheck to paycheck doing art show to mm-hmm. art show essentially like that that's how you make bigger bank is by selling it in person yeah uh and because again selling it online if you're going to do either prints or whatnot you can only sell it for so much especially when you're starting up yeah exactly and uh and at the same time don't get caught into the it's like oh okay cool it sells for this much but I'm afraid to raise the prices because then the clients will leave. But it's oh, like, yeah. well, no, like if you are growing, you need your, to raise those your prices. business mm-hmm. has yeah. to grow. And like, yes, people will be like, oh, it's too much now. Like, well, they're not good clients. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to gain customers. newer clients yeah. as you go along. And you should absolutely get the price that you are worth and that you deserve. Um, and I definitely have had struggles, like especially with my mini paintings. Like you see one sitting there and I used to price these at like 40 bucks, you know, and then I got with a business mentor and she was like, Ashley, like get a grip. You need to charge certain price per square inch. You need to charge what you are worth, especially if you're selling these as much as they are. It doesn't always, it's not always a good thing when your things are flying off the shelf, especially if you're an Mm -hmm. artist, that means you need to raise your worth because you need to set that time aside to work on your art. And if you're not getting the money you need off that time that's set aside, then you're going to start feeling worthless. Yeah, for sure. And we've talked to a couple artists that have had that question. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll bring it out uh, uh, on one of the podcasts. But it was that like, when do you realize 
when to you know bump up the prices like when when do you make that leap and mm-hmm. and, and you had a, a good point like as you're growing as an artist like bump it up mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's okay to bump up the prices and like you know in in business yeah. Uh, most businesses will bump up their prices 10% every year. Yeah, follow the markets too. Yeah. Uh, artists should be following the markets. You're you're a business too. You're selling yeah. something. And that's the scary side, I think, for a lot of artists is learning business, learning marketing, learning finances. And I still find it absolutely, utterly terrifying. But yeah, I mean, we have inflation going on right now. Prices are going up. So yeah, as an artist, raise your prices. Yeah. You, you're mm-hmm. living off of this. That's your work, man. Yeah. You need to put food on your table too and you mm-hmm. deserve those prices. And there are people out there that are going to pay them yeah, absolutely for sure and again it's a matter of time mm-hmm. which we have and of you know being patient and definitely knowing your worth for sure yeah and uh and speaking of knowing your worth uh we had talked a little bit about uh mental health and mm-hmm. how uh you've had a struggle with mental health but that also made your art be unique made your art be your own mm-hmm. and what what were things that uh, helped you overcome certain mental uh, mental health episodes that you might have to create, to continue to create? The most important thing was reaching out for help for me. Um, when I was in college, I was hospitalized on a 5150 when I was 18 years old. I had just quit my job. I was working three jobs to keep myself afloat. I didn't mm-hmm. have any parents supporting me. And I was taking 18 units of college credit, music classes, Ooh. and they're nasty. You have to always be there. And so I quit my job and a week later, I was hospitalized for suicidal ideation. Couldn't do it anymore. And I couldn't keep those pressures on me anymore. And moving forward, looking at music, it just wasn't working out for me. It wasn't giving me a spark of joy. I didn't enjoy the pressures that are placed on you in classical music and whatnot. And so, you know, by my senior year, my mental health was still just absolutely awful. I got my PTSD diagnosis my senior year in college. And I just, I couldn't even come on the campus without having panic attacks. It was bad. And I needed a class for fun. So I took a painting class. And the biggest thing for me, since what I was struggling with so much in college, I mean, besides anxiety and depression, was the pressure in the arts to conform to a certain way. I have to do something this way. No, you can't have a career over here in this thing. We we don't facilitate this or that. Oh, you'll never get this or that. You have to do this this way. And when I got to my painting class and the professor, you know, obviously started off with those kind of things where you have to do this, you have to do that. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I've cracked. I've cracked. Art is for me. This is for me. And that's when I knew purely right then and there that 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 was going to be the thing. But if it hadn't have been for me being hospitalized and then taken to a therapist, I wouldn't have known what was going on. I wouldn't have known where to get that help. And I think the most important thing is if you have access in your health insurance to a therapist, if you have access for it, go, go. Even if you don't think you need it, I think everyone can absolutely benefit from therapy in any way. But nothing is going to get better until you make those steps to find a professional that can help you. Um, hobbies are great. They're very, very helpful. Um, getting outside, going on a walk is very, very helpful, but sometimes you need that professional support to figure out what is going on and what is causing the severity of your mental health or mental illness issues. Um, because I couldn't take care of myself. I was waking up in the morning, literally throwing up every single day. I couldn't handle being alive. And there was no amount of just painting that was going to fix that. It literally had to come from 
professionals who knew what they were doing and knew how to guide me. It's like, like 10 years of this, you know? And I'm at a point now where, yeah, I have the tools I need to succeed. Maybe one of those tools is painting. Maybe one of those tools is painting, but it's a whole lot of other things, including like a support system, knowing how to communicate to people when I'm starting to feel low and letting them know I'm gonna need this, this, and this. Um, and that's hard. That takes years to get to a point. And a lot of people also, I know how hard it is to get to the step where you know you need that help. Yeah. That's hard. And that it's a very vulnerable position to be in. But everyone deserves that help um, and that professional help. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that. All. Yeah, because it is one of the things with, like in art, in you, you need a community when, when you're in art. Mm-hmm. You also need a community when you're just a human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that professional help, that guidance, uh, guidance. And uh, I think you nailed it on the head where it's like you need someone professional. Mm-hmm. Not just a friend, not, not just, just a, a friend, not just a shoulder to cry yeah. on, not just a TikTok you've seen that says, oh, if you do this, you have X, Y and Z. No, no, no. You you need to talk to somebody who can help sort out your brain because yeah. that that's the hard thing is trying to manage everything that's going on in there. And you see so many things coming from so many places telling you this or that. And I know from just my personal experience, I used to come to therapists with, well, I'm seeking a diagnosis. I am seeking, well, I think I have X, Y, and Z, or I think I have this. Instead of going, I can't take care of myself. I can't go to school without having a panic attack. Instead of saying, you know, what I'm not able to function as, I was searching for like a Hail Mary flag that says, oh, okay, this is what's wrong with me. I'm yeah. fine now, you know? Yeah, the, the, the cure-all pill. Yeah, the cure-all pill. Well, mm-hmm. I have X, Y, and Z, so you can't do anything now. And it was like, no, I needed to get over some of yeah. my own shit and realize I need to take accountability and responsibility because that's just going to hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, like, how did that influence your art? Like, um, did it make your art be more meaningful to you? Definitely. It really allowed me a safe space um, because association was um, one of the biggest things I struggle with. And I check out so often and so frequently and I'd always go to these worlds inside my head. And I wanted to be able to show people what those worlds look like. Because I know for some people, dissociation is absolutely terrifying. It can be one of the worst things you can experience. And for me, it was a tool. It was a coping tool that is no longer useful, but it's something that has stuck with me and has created a safe space when things weren't safe for me. And to be able to show people that, hey, yeah, I've been through a whole lot of garbage, I'm open about talking about it, but I can still make pretty things. You can still thrive when you have a mental illness. You can still do it and everything isn't just negative Nellies all the time, I I can assure you. And if you're dealing with complex PTSD, that's one of the nastiest ones out there. That is so nasty to deal with because you're constantly questioning yourself. Yeah, Yeah, and I feel like being able to move forward, finding that safe space. Mm -hmm. And uh, because in art, you do that a lot. you always doubt yourself like right. am i good is this painting is it finished more than anything mm-hmm. else uh but uh like okay is it worth selling is it am i worth the art and right. whatnot so uh, i like that H- having that thrive to look past and find help and mm-hmm. move forward keep don't trying. get stuck don't literally get stuck. keep trying that's what i tell everybody um, especially if you want to try something new and you're afraid to literally try what the worst thing that can happen is you don't, you don't do it. You don't do it. 
and you never did it. Try something new. Try talking to people. Just keep trying. Even if you fail the first time, just get up and do it again. That's been like a mantra for my life. You know, I get knocked down. Okay, got to pick myself back up again. Because what? Want to lay down and die? No, I'd actually rather not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as peaceful Mm -hmm. as an option that does sound sometimes, especially if you deal with mental illness, um, the better option is being here, experiencing and meeting new people, literally going to the beach, like the silliest things. But, you know, rather do that. (laughs) I like that. I can dig that. And uh, I I do like uh, your mantra that you just mentioned. Uh, and so with that in mind, like what tips would you give someone like, like that? It's either struggling with that or struggling with just starting the artist journey. Like what what would you give? What would be your two cents? Gosh, my uh, two cents. Yeah, um, I, I know it's not like you're you're, you're not going to like <laughs> professionally be like, OK, no. this, this is this because we just talked about that. But like what, what would you because I know you mentioned reaching out. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing. But uh, but what else? What, what would you what do you tell someone? I think the first thing for a lot of people, because I know this is where a lot of people are at, is to just even get out there. Show yourself. Um, I struggled with that for like years. I didn't want to show myself on social media or TikTok. I still struggle with that. <laughs> you know, I all make like five videos and I'm like, oh, cringe. But getting out there and just showing your work is so important. Show people. Talk to people. Literally tell your friends, hey, I make art now. Show your grandparents, your cousins, your sisters, brothers, your whole community. Show the person at the freaking grocery store that you do art. You in By doing that, you will get better at talking to people about your art. You will get opportunities that come from that because you're networking in the process. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also, if you're somebody who is anxious or depressed and it's a little bit difficult to get out of the house, you can go online to a lot of art collectives, a lot of art communities, and you can email them. You can submit information to them. So if you're a little nervous about talking to people in person or confronting people, this is kind of like an easy backdoor way into getting your art out there. And it's something I did when I first started out was like, you know, slowly kind of just emailing some like local galleries or something. And then eventually something snapped in me while I was doing like (laughs) exhibits. And I was like, I freaking love talking to people. This is so much fun. And people are giving me so much good feedback and praise and just positivity. So be gentle with yourself. Know where you're at mentally and keep trying. That those are my biggest, biggest, biggest ones. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that that's been somewhat the theme that most artists have towards other artists like the the get out there Mm -hmm. just do it like don't let anything slow you down yeah i I like that and with that in mind uh are are there any artists that you would want to give a shout out that have inspired you that you want to share with with others i know we mentioned uh uh, bob ross (laughs) and and whatnot but uh obviously he's already famous but uh, uh, are there any other artists uh whether it be local or smaller that have inspired you oh gosh it would probably be my girl miranda um she's in the same town as me she lives in redlands um and her art style is just complete 180 from what i do um <laughs> and i love her to death because the art she produces is just it's gorgeous. It reminds me of home. It reminds me of all the light and the colors. And it just feels so natural as compared to my my crazy stuff that I do. And I love that kind of balance. Um, so having somebody that is a complete opposite 
of what my perspective or experience is. I love that. And I think that's like the foundation of human connection is having those two opposites being held in the mm -hmm. same regard, not just going positive or negative, just holding those two things together. So I, I love her art and I'm so excited to see where she goes in her journey, yeah. um, especially as she's shifting more into her art. I just love seeing it and I want to see more women artists out there. Nice. I love it. Nice. I can dig that. Yeah. Like when she was here, uh, a couple episodes ago uh yeah her style and she's also at the beginning stages of her journey as well as mm -hmm. far as an artist goes and she's gonna go big I, well yeah. I, I feel like she's gonna go big the same with with your style i feel like your style can go big and uh speaking of big what's the biggest <laughs> painting because like right now in studio uh you have it's approximately this three is, foot by four yeah or, this is a 40 by 30 inches 40 by 30 inches. 48. 48 by 30 inches. This is the largest okay. painting I've done so far. Mm, this is the okay. biggest one I've ever done. I, I try to stick with the bigger sizes. I like something about big, big pieces, especially with all the texture. You get to really dig yeah. into it with your eyeballs. Um, but, you know, I do everything from really tiny stuff, you know, the yeah. little 5x5s. Five <laughs> five yeah, 5x5. Five five. We have one here. You've also done a couple 4x4s four four as yeah, well. Yeah, some 4x4s. Four so like, you know, I try to keep those for all my cool art people that don't have space for these because yes. we're all living in tiny little <laughs> places, right? Nobody has space for this thing. <laughs> well, I, I keep telling, uh, you know, the customers like you could stick it on your roof, you know, <laughs> on your ceiling. Just so that way you look up right. and you see a painting, you know, you're not using it. You can't put a shelf <laughs> on your ceiling. <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, uh, do you ever want to do like bigger like uh murals or Ooh, do you want to just yeah. stick to like canvases i would love to do murals because i recently did a public art um mural on a bus bench mm -hmm. with omnitrans mm -hmm. out in the ie and that was just such a fun project being able to paint a bus bench for the community um the whole community was like hooting and hollering as they passed <laughs> by people came and hung out and watched me paint and just thanked me um somebody told me you know I, it's so depressing around here. I don't want to walk my dog around here because it's so bland and ugly Aww. out here in San Bernardino. And then he said, but seeing this makes me want to go outside, you know? So to be able to give back to the public, to my communities, yeah. I would love to be able to do more murals yeah. and public art. Spread it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and again, finding uh, uh, your community. Yeah. Like, and the easiest way to start is literally in At your home. community yeah. in <laughs> your neighborhood in your community you know, like, and then branch out <laughs> yeah like talk to your local businesses and uh, like especially like small uh local businesses where it's like hey you have a blank wall uh, do you mind if i paint yeah. it <laughs> i had <laughs> you know? two businesses ask me while i was painting out on the road hey do, can you paint my sign can you do this and i was like yeah it's like yeah awesome. it's like um uh, what's, in what, the flesh. What, what, what's your budget first <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 like yeah we, we could definitely find a, a middle ground for yeah. sure but but i feel like those connections uh, again community mm -hmm. support yeah finding balance and, leave uh, your house leave your i house. know yes. i know that's the hard one but you gotta go outside i know i i had agoraphobia for like two years while i was in college so like even just like setting out foot outside my front door and going to the grocery store panic inducing Ooh. um that was incredibly hard but let me tell you everything is outside you kind of no. need it oh <laughs> darn <laughs> well i know with all these like instacart and like you know delivery apps so. i know right? it's like i only want to go outside for art shows yeah <laughs> for nothing else <laughs> for nothing else uh, and, uh, i feel like uh, I, feel, I feel the same way because uh, again where we are 
you know, we have a gallery that we built out of our garage so we can do our own art shows here. It's like uh, uh, one of the rooms I built it up to be my office mm-hmm. where I can literally do everything from video editing, photography, uh, voiceover work and anything that a client might need. And like, OK, cool. Yeah, just hit me up or come over mm-hmm. here. We'll have a meeting. We'll do it here. So everything is kind of in-house, including what we're starting to do, printing in-house as well. So if you ever need uh, to do any prints, oh let us know. Uh, but but yeah, no, I, I, I do understand that you have to go outside. Yeah. I know I know you can go outside and do that though I I I never tell people you know if you're if you're feeling a certain way about something and you still want to do it anyways please whine I don't care I will drag you whining down the street on a walk you can be like me the whole time you know I'm still gonna drag you out and we're gonna have a great time eventually you're it's gonna click out of you you know but let it out let it out I like that (laughs) I, I like that a lot and then uh so some final notes uh where can we see your art? Where, where where can people see your art? Where can you see my art? Well, you at can, a bench at a bench at, at, at a in bench. uh in San Bernardino off a of baseline. Fabulous location. Um, but more moreover, um, you can find it on my website www.ashleywrightart.com. I have my entire portfolio on my website, and you can shop from my website as well. Um, you can check me out on my Instagram at art by Ashley Wright. I post a lot of content on there, updating about what I'm painting and whatnot. And then you can also see starting next month, my art will be at the Laguna Art Gallery down in Mission Viejo. Ooh. So super stoked about that. Uh, what month will that be? Just in case people see it in the future. <laughs> February. February. And I, I'm like a member for life now. So I will be constantly online in their gallery. Oh, so nice. Super nice. cool. All right. Even From, better. So yeah. February. We don't have to give specific dates and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. right. No. This episode yeah. was after. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Okay, cool. Part of the that is Laguna so cool. art scene. Yeah, they have a lot of cool galleries in Laguna. Yeah, definitely. I've always loved the galleries down there. And way, way back, like six years ago, I was walking by an art fair in Laguna. And I was like, huh, it'd be so cool to, you know, have art around here or something like that. And I was like, who would have thought years <laughs> yeah. later I'd be trying to get my art down in Laguna, you know? So it's kind of cool how those little yeah. tidbits of like, you were meant to do this kind of pop mm-hmm. up in your life and you realize, oh, wait, yeah, I am where I am supposed to be. Yeah. And and more than anything, you just mentioned it. You were trying to and now you are. Yeah. Because you were trying to. That, that's the main key. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> just, do it. Just, just do it. Just go for it. There. If you don't go just out try. and try. Yeah. If you don't go outside, you'll never have a suntan. Ooh, wait, what? bummer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a suntan. Like, I, don't, I don't want a suntan. I was, I was trying to be all philosophical. Like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? You do need just, vitamin just D, though. Yes. it helps with your anxiety and depression. For anyone that's who what, didn't that's know, what, that's what, aren't there like vitamin D pills that I yes, can take? You can take vitamin yes. D supplements. My doctor told me I needed to take with, them. With that, uh, <laughs> they're, they're not with energy donuts? drinks. You you. Not my energy drinks. That that's just gasoline for the car. It's premium gasoline, baby. Yeah. Premium. <laughs> But yeah, so we'll link all the links in the description so you can check out her art, check out uh, the people that she has recommended, the artists that have inspired her. And uh, thank you for for being a part of the show. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. No, thank you for bringing me on. I love just being able to shoot the shit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And uh, again, to all our listeners, thank you for listening, for subscribing, for following, for bringing the notification bell on whatever platform that you're on and uh, for commenting for commenting as well interacting with us 
Uh, we do read all the comments. And uh, if you want to find out more information about uh, the show, go to lorranogallery.com slash podcast. We'll have some be behind the scenes photos and, and all that fun stuff, as well as uh, some uh, clips, some uh, tidbits and uh, some after show stuff, shenanigans and whatnots. And uh, yeah, that's so a lot of things. words just, so for, just for the intro, for the so intro, for things. the outro. Shenanny. Shenanigans. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you've been listening to the Lardis Podcast. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the LA Artist Podcast. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. You can see bonus content on our Instagram at Lorano Gallery as well as our website, lorranogallery.com slash podcast. Stay creative, keep creating, and no matter what, be passionate about your art. 